experience the ripple effect. This is the Empowering Youth Podcast from Building Utah Youth. A nonprofit organization established in 2007 to provide powerful leadership training to the youth of our communities. And now, here's your host, by board member, co-owner of Rapport International and certified trainer, Brett Johnston. Hello, and welcome back to the Empowering Youth Podcast. I'm Brett Johnston. I'm JJ Chanowski. I'm Jeff Catano. And we have Mr. Carson Kirby here with us tonight, and we are so excited to have you here, Carson. Thank you. I appreciate you guys inviting me on and giving me the opportunity. Yeah, you know, opportunities happen often in this life and, and you made the choice to just step up and JFDI and, and show up and be here and do it. So, you know, kudos to you. Sure that at 20 years old and uh, running your own business, you had plenty of things to do tonight, but uh, you made the choice to be here and, and help make the difference in the lives of uh, at least one listener, right? That's the goal, right? To connect to one person at least. And we know that uh, you'll connect to many. So, um Again, thanks for being here. So yeah, this will be fun. It is going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Owning your own business already. I want to jump to that, but we'll we'll wait. We'll wait a little bit. Yeah. Jeff's like, yeah. Tell me all about that. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into it. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, and and the reason why is you guys are sitting there going, yeah, twenty. Yeah. Yeah. It's what like, was hey, I doing? Yeah. What was I doing? I was a waiter, I think, at that time. <laughs> that was it. Nice job. Thank you. Waiter, can you imagine JJ being your waiter? <laughs> Welcome to Sizzler. <laughs> That's a true statement, by the way. 13 years. Oh, man. So I want you to think about, we, we like to, you know, go on a little bit of a journey in the lives and stuff and, and you know, kind of have it transition. It's a story, you know, so we're going to give you an opportunity to share your story. So you can start wherever you want and, you know, listeners may be sitting there going, you know, 20 years old, how, how long could this story be? But, you know, you've, you've lived a great life, buddy. Yeah. It's been super good. Um, oh man, where do we start? Um, how yeah. far back can you remember for what? Like when I really started, where'd you grow up? Uh, Plain city. Great. Well, born in Plain city, then moved to West Haven and then ended up in South Weaver about six years ago. So, so Plain City and West Haven both have wonderful mosquitoes. Yes. Yep. And not very far away from each other. Yeah. They actually are from the same family, those mosquitoes. Yeah. yeah. They just follow you around. And they are brutal. <laughs> Tell us about your family. So you, you, you grew up there. How many brothers, sisters? Um, so I have two younger brothers and then I have an older stepsister, older stepbrother, and then two uh soon to be well one stepbrother soon to be stepbrother and then a stepsister so it's exciting family so yeah big family yeah super yeah. big so so you have uh you've had a lot of uh good role models yeah yep yeah. it's been super good so especially for my younger siblings so so gr- growing up your mom and dad or stepmom bonus mom bonus dad how old were you that you can look back five years old, six years old? What was your family like? So parents were together until I was about, I think eight years old. Okay. And then they split up. Um, both lived in West Haven. It was only like five minutes away, but I've never really had that like typical, like divorce, like how some kids have it. They've always been super close. Like my parents never always got along just wanted the best for us awesome hey, how Which was very that? lucky by yeah. the way yeah super was it fortunate eight years old to go through that i don't really remember a bunch of it i just remember like always going 
we're just messing with this mic here for a sec. There we go. Oh, yeah. I'm a newbie. <laughs> but um, always pretty much a set schedule. But if one parent had something on the weekend, we just switch the schedule and then take another day from a different day. So we always got equal time and pretty much do whatever we want. So you didn't have a lot of the negative with mom and dad going back and forth. So you still had this positive influence from mom and dad. Yeah. And they were still both super supportive. And so super, super group grateful for that have you ever so. talked to him i mean i don't want to skip ahead but have you ever talked to him about that about just the relationship and, and how they were able then. to pull that off um i think they just wanted the best for us kids like i really haven't asked them but even still to this day like my stepdad and my dad they took me hunting both there like just always been just want the best for us which is super cool so they got focused really quick on we're we're, we're gonna be we're gonna co-parent and we're yeah. gonna figure this out yep they make the best for us. So. Did they, so they remained almost friends? Yeah, they text every day. Not so much now, but they used to, they get in touch every day. So Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So kudos, kudos eight years mom old, mom and dad get divorced, then what? Um, Man, just kept doing the same thing, raced dirt bikes. Um, nice. Played a little bit of football and then got out of that. Just kept racing dirt bikes until I was about 13 years old. And then started playing lacrosse a lot more. And I was a bigger kid. And then um, like high school, junior high is always weird to kind of go through. And then I think um, high school is really what started shaping me. Um, Well, freshman year, um, playing lacrosse, bigger kid. um, Swearing or what? No swearing. No? No. All right. We'll, have to, we'll beep it out. Okay. It's, yeah. The, um, the G version. I think, yeah, it really changed me. Um, some kids on my lacrosse team call me Fat A and like, get out of the way, Fat A and all that. And I think, mm. still remember it to this day. And back then I was like, oh, this sucks. Like, uh. then I went to my dad and was like, this is ridiculous. Like, why are kids doing this? Um, so, so how tall are you? Um, five, eight. So you were, so you're five, eight. And back then you weighed... Uh, wow. back then I was probably like five, four, 210 pounds, but I, I'm so my big kid, you weren't mean like big as in like tall, you were no, like, like fat kid. Yeah. yeah I got you. Overweight. Yeah. And, um, I started to that day. I was like, I'm hitting the gym. I'm changing, like getting into it. And that's what really flipped my switch. And that's before I went to rapport. That was about a year before I went. So I just really started focusing on me, not really caring what people thought. Um, Did you have any of that before then though, or where kids were calling you names and stuff? No. In, so mm-hmm. elementary was, was pretty elementary good. Elementary was you. good. Yeah. Junior high wasn't Junior too high, bad. Good. And then. But you, when did you move school. to South Weber? So I went to um, Rocky Mountain Junior High in seventh grade, moved to South Weber, the end of seventh grade. And then um, eighth and ninth grade went to Sunset. And then I went to Northridge High School for all my three years. Yeah. And so that's when you were living, that's when you moved over and, and you were neighbors with, with, with Casey, yeah, yeah. Okay. Casey Perkins, okay. big role model in my life. So, so you hit the gym. Yep. Did you have a, a trainer partner, no, or friend? My dad and his friend went a ton. So I just started tagging along with them and I went with them for probably two years and I got super into it. And then, um, how quick was the transformation? It was fast, but it wasn't a good transformation. Not very healthy. It was, I lost, I was at like 210 and got down to like 125 in four months. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Because you look amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Good work. Thank you. 
So what did you, I mean, in your mind, what did you do wrong? Yeah, let's talk about uh, that for a little bit because there's there's lots and lots of listeners who absolutely are standing in those shoes right now on both sides. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was so worried about the scale, how I looked. Like, I not eat food because I was like, if I don't eat, then I'll lose more weight, then I can get down faster, and then I don't got to worry about that anymore. And so that's the biggest thing that I look back now today is I wish I would have done it the right way because I would have been a lot of lot further along Mm -hmm. and um yeah so don't let food be your enemy use it as like so do it the right way i want to make sure listeners understand what you're saying what do you mean by do it the right way um don't starve yourself like i didn't starve myself but don't make sure you're eating enough to maintain healthy weight and just do it to where you can gain muscle while you're losing the weight. That's an important thing. Cause I was just going to ask you. So when you were in the gym and you started losing all of the weight, what were you doing? Just tons of cardio, losing the go. muscle. That's the mistake that most people make. And especially women, they think that they can't lift weights because they're going to look like a guy. Yeah. And that's yeah. totally false. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was still lifting weights, but I was just, I'd run like three miles a night and just run, 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 run. And I wished, should have done it might have taken a little bit longer but would have been so much further along yeah. i would have ate the protein did the right stuff so what were what were the conversations like with yourself during that time just super motivated like at first i was just discouraged that i let myself get to that and then how did you get there just eating a lot of food i remember like i'd eat my lunch and then ask my friends if they were going to finish theirs and just keep eating like i still remember that to this day and just fell in love with food mountain dew pop tarts from the vending machine <laughs> mm-hmm. all like the all the all the food groups pop tarts mountain yeah, dew that's yeah good stuff all the healthy stuff but yeah. um it's crazy how fast once you set a goal and you see results Who? it's crazy how much faster like uh, you me yeah why well, i i yeah crazy when i set a goal yeah i when i set a goal to achieve something um I started to be more confident. Like you look in the mirror or at the gym and your weight's going up and it makes, made my process a lot easier and more enjoyable. I was so excited to go to the gym and it takes a while to tell I seen those results. But once I did, it was a game changer and just got addicted to the gym and went from there. So if you're trying to lose weight and get into the gym, if you are set, if you set a goal to lose weight, then stick with it and do it the right way. Yeah. So at that point, I mean, you're really, you're, you're, that's starting to build some confidence. Yeah. That's, Have, having some good conversation with yourself when, when you were being called those names, how'd that make you feel? It sucks. I remember got in the truck and I slammed the door and I was like, dad, why are they saying this? Like, uh, and he's just like, yeah, oh, they're just being jerks. Like, and it happened for a while. And then that night some just clicked and I was pissed. I was like, I'm going to show you like, watch this. And then from that point forward, I tried to lose weight. You didn't try to. I failed to lose weight um, previously because I'd start it and then stop, start, stop. Then this time I was like, I'm setting a goal and I'm making it happen. And what was different this time? Just that you just made the decision. Yeah, I made the decision and I wasn't stopping. With 100%. Certain. 100%. Did you tell anyone else about the decision? Um, no, I just told my dad I want to start going to the gym to get healthier, but and, you, had, and your dad jumped in to help you. Yeah. Cause he was already going, got me a pass and then just jumped in with both. And feet. you, and you started doing this when you were going to what high school? 
Northridge. It well, no, so it what, was in freshman year, ninth grade year. I started going ninth grade end of lacrosse, so like March time going into summer. So the pre was Northridge. The transformation was Northridge. It was all at one high school. Yeah. So yeah. how did how did that after you got in shape? How did things change? Um, just more confident. I felt like I had a goal and I found a few friends that, um, met new friends that went to the gym. And so, um, started hanging out with them. Really didn't hang out with a lot of kids in high school. I just focused on working. I got my first job when I was 14 years old in the summer. Doing what? Um, I worked at Cary Cycle Center. Um, it's in Riverdale. I built, um, their bikes would come in in the crate and I'd build them for them. So, and I did that during the summer. First y- summer. Young man's dream. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was so fun. I loved it. But, um, yeah, I started when I was 13. I think I worked three days a week then. Then the following summer, I worked four days a week. And then when I was 15, I worked um, Tuesday through Saturday. And then once I turned 16, um, just kept going in after school. And then that following summer, worked there till I was, want to say, 18. Yeah. Till I was 18. Nice. Yeah. So you moved to South Weber and, and you're going to Northridge. Yep. And you're a stud. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I felt like I was a crap. Once I started getting in the gym, I was like, oh yeah, just so confidence booster. You think about, you talked about, you didn't have a lot of friends, but the ones you did have were really in the same focused area that you were in, right? Yeah. So you had made a decision of who you wanted to be. Yeah. And you start, you were working on moving to being that person. And by doing that, you were able to surround yourself with similar people. Yep. So are you still friends with some of those people today? Um, I still talk to them every once in a while. Um, a lot, some of the kids I was friends with in high school still talk to, but most of my, fr- like my, I have one really, really good friend and he's 26. All my friends are older, like Casey. Um, don't really hang out with a lot of kids my age because they're not, they're not doing what you're doing. Yeah. Don't have the same goal in mind. They just want to kind of relax, hang out. And I can't do that. I got to be going, going, going. Yeah. It's great to hear. Um, and, and that's why you're here. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you're, you're in high school and you know, you're done being, you've made this transformation and you've got this new boost of confidence and, and, and how did you roll through that into, how did you get to Team Leadership Breakthrough? So Casey Perkins moved next door to me, him and Cooper. And um, it was my, after my 10th grade year, I just turned 16 and he, um, we were friends with him. They've been there for probably two years at that time. And he's like, hey, don't schedule anything on your calendar for these dates. Um, I got something for you. He's like, it's gonna be life changing. And that's all he said. Wouldn't say nothing else. I was like, all right, what is it? Wouldn't say nothing. Um, came and picked me up. He told me a little bit about what it was. He's like, it's a um, Dean leadership program. Um, that's about it. I remember he picked me up and came and then dropped me off. Were you excited, nervous, what? No, I wasn't super excited. I just wanted to work. I was like, I'm going to miss work. I can't go to the gym. Like, <laughs> I love your work yeah. ethic. So. I, I have to go to this leadership <laughs> class. So, yeah, and then I got to stop. I, you got a date tonight, son. Well, no, I got to work. I, I can't go on a date. That costs money. Yeah, I don't I don't date. <laughs> Not right now. So Not yet. Not yet. 
So, so you got this date blocked out. Casey says, I'm going to pick you up, take you there. So you get dropped off. Then what? Um, dropped off. I remember had my, what was it? Had my little bag of stuff, sleeping bag, pillow, took my phone away. He's like, no phone. Tried to take it. Took he, it away and kept it in his truck. He didn't try to. He actually took, <laughs> he it. took, he, it. Yeah. He took it. There's with Casey. There's no try. And if you say try, it's you're, you're done. You're done. <laughs> yep. Um, then I remember, I think he went and said hi to you and then, did. um, <laughs> dropped me off. And then where did you go? We went to the cat, went to the cabin, dropped everything off. If I remember right. And then, um, after that, we all hung out around until everybody got there. And then that's when everything started. Yeah. So tell us about that journey. Oh man. Um, I didn't believe when Casey said it's going to be life changing. I was like, there's no way like in two and a half days, there's no way that something can be that drastic. And oh man, he was right. Um, teaching me to just get out of my comfort zone. Um, what's the first thing that happened when class started? Dude, I've had so many concussions. Um, my memory is not the best. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, I think we all got, what did we go inside and then sat down and then you guys all kind of went over a little bit. And then I think we had dinner and you said there's going to be another meeting after that. And you had to give a speech. Oh yeah. We did have to give a speech. <laughs> oh yeah. And I was sitting in the back. Cause I think at first we kind of did volunteers, right? No, no, you're called. Oh, we were called. Yeah. And we were waiting to, and I, I just remember sitting there and I was so nervous. I was like, there's no way I can speak in front of these people. Like no way. And then after I did that, it's like, and everyone's cheering you on, like everybody there, when you have a good group of people behind you, you can do whatever you want. Did you know anybody else when you showed up to class? Nope. I was with a bunch of football kids yep. and I was like, great. This were there others be. from your school there? No, I was the only one. Were the only they one. were from, I think Hiram or something like that. Highland. Highland. Yeah. yeah. And made a bunch of friends. They're super cool kids and super quick. Yeah. Fast. Like Highland and Grantsville, I believe. Yeah. 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 Some super cool kids. And it's like, relationships were made super fat. Like we were all friends all there. Why do you think that happened? Um, I think just with the stuff we were challenged with, like just wanted to get to know each other. And we all kind of, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what. You're not trying to. Yeah. Thinking, um, I need to quit saying try. It's a bad word. You will. I'm going to tell Casey on you. <laughs> I know he's going to come over tonight. Um, it's kind of like a judgment freeze zone. Yeah. Everyone's right? there just yeah. cheering you on. It doesn't yeah. matter. You can make as many mistakes as you want and it doesn't matter if it took you five tries. Everyone's still cheering you on the same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the, the neat thing and the reason why I brought it up is because you were there by yourself and, and some of these kids, they came with other kids they knew. Yeah. You didn't. Uh, and they all just were there to be your friend. I Who's felt friend? like my friend. I felt yeah. like I was one of them, which was super cool because never really felt that before. So Super cool. Yeah. And, and I, I remember that class really clearly, um, you know, there was, it was a double class mm-hmm. and I, I remember that, you know, there was a pretty diverse group of kids there, Yeah, you know, and by diverse, I mean the way they were brought up, you know, parents, um, you know, where they'd lived, the things they'd done, endured, been through challenged and, and yet you're all there in one group together and, and you're right, you know, big support system. They didn't care that they didn't know you before that. Huge. And we still like, I remember one of them got all of our um, Instagram or Snapchat 
And we talked for like six months after that and just checked in on each other. And it was super cool. You have to do a shout out to him after tonight. I will. I'll give him a text. Yeah. Yeah, you do. So, so you go through the, the training and, and, you know, you, you, you go through that journey of self-reflection and not only that, but, you know, challenging yourself and understanding your value. Yeah. Yeah. What were those conversations like for you? Um, there at the beginning, um, I don't know if this is a question you're asking, but at the beginning, when I first came in, I still had those self doubts and then it's like, I like, can't do this. I can't do this. And then it turned into, I'm going to give it my all and whatever happens happens. Yeah. Like, Cause if you think back to when you were talking about being bullied, because that's what was going on, right. As a, as a freshman being bullied about your weight and, and whatnot. And now you're in this class with all these, these dudes, right. Lots yeah. of, lots of dudes. Yeah. And, and it wasn't just guys, but you know, lots of guys and, and where you would normally think there would be a bunch of judgment when you guys all got real with each other. It, it didn't exist. No. And it like, yeah, I walked, cause when I first got in there, I was like, crap, this is going to suck. This is going to be just like high school and then completely different, like super cool kids. And, um, just cheering each other on and seeing other people fail. Like you just wanted them to succeed the next time. Like it didn't matter who they were. You didn't even know them and you were just cheering them on. Cause it felt like you were the one doing it and you wanted to succeed so bad. Yeah, I remember them giving giving their speeches or, or winning some money and things like that and watching them and going, you've got this, you've got this, you can do it, you, right? Yeah, and that goes such a f- long ways. And so the lesson for that in life, have you applied that? Um, try to be kind to as many people as I can. Trying to be. Or being as kind as I can to as many people as I can. Mm-hmm. And um, you never know what somebody's going through. So just cheer them Amen. on. Cheer them on and try to be a little bit of light to their day. If they're having a super bad day, I'm going to smack him with his fly swatter for his team. <laughs> He's going to be done with try after I'm tonight. Done. You yeah, need one. Just yeah, hit me every exactly. time. And I even on the way here, I was like, I cannot say try. Like, That's right. So that, <laughs> there's, there's a process at the very first night you cl- you're in a closing circle. I'm just, I want you to go back to that moment. Cause that was a real impact on me. Mm-hmm. It, that was a changing moment for me to have all these strangers put their arm around me and then they do a chant. Yeah. And that just felt like you just felt kind of like one, like yeah. everyone's there for you. Um, just built a super strong bond with everybody there. Are you careful who you have in your life today? Oh yeah. Huge time. Friend, yeah. friends group, the people you surround yourself with is who you're going to be. I believe in that 100%. So if you're hanging out with the kids that don't care to have drive, then you're going to end up the same. We're going to be best friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, not only that, but in school, you know, prior to going through class, you had bullies. You had people that were putting mental limits on you. And then when you got into leadership breakthrough one, you had that supportive system that just drove you. Yeah. One from one extreme to the next. Yep. You know, I, I have a mentor just, you know, recently and he just, he said this, he says, if you're in awe and amazement and you're happy, do you make better decisions? Well, of course you do. But if you're negative and have all these bad thoughts, do you make bad decisions? Well, of course you do. goes back to your five closest friends yeah. and very proud of you. Yep. Thank you. 
Yeah. And so you surround yourself with those people. Like, you know, you know who you are, are working so hard to become. Right. Yeah. But it's also what you just said. That's who you really are today. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you remember graduation? Yep, I do. Um, we had to say um, the quote, right? You talking about when you got to, to sing? Yeah. Oh, when yeah. We sing. Yeah, when you got to sing at yeah. the end. Yeah. Well, everybody gets to sing. <laughs> what were you mean about the graduation? Well, just the graduation when you've got people there to support you. Yeah, that was huge. And especially reading the letters like that hit me hard too. But then just seeing. Um, who did you get letters from? Um, my mom, dad. Casey, I think those three people. You think about, you know, Casey writing you a letter. Yeah, that was pretty neat. And then seeing him at the graduation was huge. Like, yeah, super. I was super excited to see him there. Gave me tears. Yeah. And who else was there at graduation? Uh, my mom. Yeah. Awesome. You know, when you think about in life, it's like all those things that have, you know, you've, you've had to apply yourself, but you've had a strong support system. Yeah. Yeah, and that support system has meant everything, right? Yeah, it's huge, especially when you're going through those. Everyone's got downtimes and trials, and if you got a good support system, it makes it a heck of a lot easier to get through them. You know, JJ's talked about this. It's like you know, there's lots of people that don't have that support system. It just doesn't exist. And and he's talked about you know, find a friend in a book. Yeah, right. Or, or watch a pod, listen to a podcast, and try to relate to them. Yeah. And today, a, that's it. Yeah, or having a mentor like. That's one of the biggest things that hey, you're in a program right now, right? Or, or part of a or following, following a group right now that is big on mentorship and, and, and drive and push, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you think back to what you, we were just talking about and, and you mentioned podcasts, you know, what are some of your favorite podcasts right now? Um, I listen to Andy Frizzell a lot. Um, that's the main one really. Like I'll turn on that and um, Ed Malate. Myla. My, yeah. yeah, I can't say, I got horrible. Ed Milet. Yeah, yeah. listen to him Milet. too, and that's about it. Well, good, I mean, that's that's a focus. I mean, you get you get a lot there between the two of them, Yeah, you know, and continue to expand that. There's so many amazing people out there that that platform, people forget that it's free, It's and it's it's so accessible, and yet so many people spend so much time surfing all the social media sites and on their phone and stuff. And that stuff's free yep. and it's amazing, you know, inspirational, powerful, successful, passionate people that have decided I have something to give and I'm going to give on this platform. And, you know, that's where, you know, what you do, Jeff, I mean, it's completely in alignment with, you know, making that connection to human beings every single day. You want to learn about something, go to someone who's done it yeah. before. Yeah. The so best true. teachers, it's like, everybody's yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm not qualified to, to be a, you know, a role model or a mentor or a teacher. Bull crap. I mean, you already have a PhD in life up to 20. You, you have that, right? So yeah. it's like you get to now share and mentor people at least up to that point and it's no different for anybody else so true and you know there's there's an easy way and a hard way to do this life the easy way is to have teammates mentors the hard way is to know you can't don't do it alone yeah have that support system and it doesn't matter what you're going through there's a podcast out there that's can help you they've everyone's gone through what you're going through and there's somebody out there that can help you or even worse yeah you know, 
Yeah, that those are great steps to to help yourself, help myself. And books, books are your best yeah. friend. I, oh man, I didn't read a book. I did seventy five hard. Nice. I, I did that last year, and I didn't touch a book till then. And books are so empower, like so powerful. Like, what's your favorite one right now um, that you've read? It's by on the spot. I can't remember what is it. Do hard or how to get shiz done? When, which uh. What is it? We'll come back to it. I know. I just can't think of what it's called. I know what it is. Why was it your favorite book? Um, really just in it, it talks about how there's no excuses. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Just get started and let your journey begin. Like at the end of the day, you're always going to have excuses why you can't start, why you shouldn't start. And just like told me to start. Like it's when I wanted to start my business and I was like, so many things like, oh, this, that, that, this doesn't work. And I need to get this lined up first. And it just says, do it. Like, it doesn't matter what you're going through. Just do it. It's like, I tell everybody, like, it, it's like a website. If people wait to make their website perfect before they launch it, they'll never launch their website ever. And nothing. It'll never go live. It's the same thing with your life. It's like, just get moving, just get doing. Yeah. If you get started and you fail, guess what? Start again. Start again. Do again. And you can learn your failures are your best like teachers. Take those. And so true. Didn't work that time. Try it a different time. And if it don't work that time, try it a different time. Do it, just do keep it, going. Do it, it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Just keep doing it. Yeah. You remember in class we were talking about um, that it's easier to get through this training when you l- learn to work together and come together as a team. Yeah. It's because that's life. Life is easier, as JJ mentioned, when you build that team and everybody has the ability to do that. It's just making a choice. And, and the best way to do that is to be real. So when, you're, when I hear you talking about, you know, you just made a decision for yourself that you wanted to get into shape. And so you said, Dad, I want to I wanna work out. I want to lose weight. I want to get into shape. This is what I'm going to do. And your dad said, okay, well, let's do it. Let's get you a membership. I'll go with you. And you start to move in that direction. Then you surround yourself with other kids that are on the same path, that are inspired, motivated. Maybe it's by you to do the same thing. And now you're now moving. You're a force, right? It's that synergy we talk about in that training to to continue to move forward. And you have so much power when you're doing it with other people. And so many people right now are sitting there, you know, by themselves right now. And they're listening saying, I just don't have those people. Well, first become clear on what it is that you want to create the person that you want to be. Think about, you know, most, so many people have this question of what is my purpose, right? And so it's like, I don't know what my purpose is or my, my plan. And because I don't have a purpose and a plan, I just don't do anything. Well, guess how you find out what your purpose and your plan is? By doing it, doing things right, yeah. getting out there. It's like most people, you know. You you said you loved your job at Kerry Cyclery. Why did you love that job? People that were there, and I rode dirt bikes since I was a young kid. So I found something I enjoyed and made something out of so it. So why did you stop doing it? Um, I got a job at England Logistics. I was eighteen at the time. Didn't have a bachelor's degree. Supposed to have a bachelor's degree for it. I thought I made it. Then I was like, this is sweet. Like, so did you go to the work there for more money? Yeah, it was a lot more money. It was double what I was making then. And I thought I'd enjoy it because I was like, did you make more? Why can you not enjoy it? You're making double the money. Yeah. Were you making more than $10 an hour? Where? At England. Yeah, I was making $24 an hour. We interviewed a guy that was making 10 bucks at your age. So really? Yeah. At right there. 
You worked at England? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no, but yeah, I, and I was like, I need to, I'm getting older. I'm out of high school. I need to find a job that I need to start a career, like not a career, but I need where I was at was a dead end job and I knew it wouldn't take me anywhere. So I was like, this is the next step. And my um, uncle worked there. He's a VP and um, got me lined up, um, got an interview, um, did a couple more interviews and then I got the job and I worked there for, I think it was like four months and I was going crazy because I was at a computer every day, seven to four computer every single day. It was in downtown Ogden. So on my lunch break, I'd go to uh, EO, EOS during my lunch break. And that kept me kind of sane, but I was like, I can't do this. Like this is crazy. And then, um, my dad owns a coming or plumbing company and he was just starting that at the time. So I was like, I'm going to go work for him and did that and just really was not working out with me and him. Our relationship was getting bad and, um, I didn't love plumbing and I was like, I can't do this, but it's, there's always been something in my mind as I was along these steps. Like when I first started England, I was stoked. And then as a, um, as it went on, I was like, I need to be just doing something bigger like this. So would you go back and work for England again? Meaning knowing what you know now, would you still, would you change that? No, yeah. I wouldn't. I'm living my dream right now and I wouldn't change it for nothing. But you only know that because you went to work, right? Yeah. I went through, and tried a few things and you didn't try out, and you did it. I did a few did things it. and figured out what wasn't there for me. But it, it wasn't that it wasn't a great job. No, it was a great job. Excellent company. Like, yeah. And people said I was, I mean, it was a career job. People said I was crazy and just something in my head. I was like, it's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many people doing that right now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like what I'm doing now is not what I want to do the rest of my life, but that doesn't mean that you don't go do it. Well, it's like, go learn, figure it, figure it out, apply yourself, grow, grow. Cause I know that even though you were only there for four months, you grew. Yeah. And I made, I mean, tons of accounts. Um, what did you, what did you learn while you were there for four months? Relationships are key. Yes. And, um, like, cause I was talking to truckers all day on the phone. I was selling fuel and building a relationship with them. Um, that's how you made the deal. That's how you sold the sale. And, um, yeah. And surround yourself with great people too. Again, like that whole team was super, they just all wanted you to do your best and, um, always cheering you on. And we'd always have Tuesday meetings and they'd go over everybody that was with the whole company and go over, um, everybody that the goals that they hit the goals that they set and the goals that they hit. And that was just like seeing your name pop up and um, just everybody cheering you on was huge. So again, who you surround yourself with. Yeah. So then after there you, you left and then what? Um, I went and plumbed with then my you dad. Plumbed. Yep. Didn't like that. The relationship no. was strange. Yeah, me and him were just, I wish it would have worked out, but um, it didn't. And then after that, the girlfriend I had at the time, um, her dad owned a uh, timber company. Mm. And so I went and built timbers with them for like eight months. And I really enjoyed that. Um, planning on moving to Idaho with them, um, all that. And then that's really when my life started to change. It got worse and it got better. Let's hear about it. We were so. learning more about what you wanted to do and what you didn't want to do. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was kind of trying everything. You weren't you trying, weren't trying sorry, anything. Stab him, give him something. Stab, stab me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing, get, go I was doing electric, everything. Go get the electric Is anyone keeping account? We're going we're to keep go, track. Go get a taser. Every time that, that Carson says that T word, he's going to put 20 bucks 
on the table. So I hope you brought your wallet. I'm going to be broke. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like r- run, run ladders up the stairs or something. Yeah. But twenties are fine. <laughs> I'm not saying it no more. So, yeah. so you're working for, you got a girlfriend, mm-hmm. timber company, then what? Um, did that for, I think, oh, like eight months. And then, um, so I had a knee surgery in 2020, uh, tore my ACL meniscus, um, did all that, got healed. And then I, um, last December of last year, I was all healed. Um, I haven't gone skiing since. And my mom's like, Hey, let's all go as a family. We all had basin passes, but I haven't gone yet. She's like, let's go up. Um, we'll go ski. We haven't gone yet. And I was like, perfect. And I snowboarded my brother's ski. And it was like the third run. Uh, and this is the day that my life changed. Um, it was the third run up and there's a little cat track at snow basin, right? As you get off the gondola. And I just came off the cat track and just hit it. And then, um, when I landed, I landed and then I hit a mogul about five, 10 yards after, uh, tore my ACL again. Oh. Um, got both my meniscus snapped my, fe- uh, when it, my ACL, uh, snapped, it took some of my femur mm. and did that again. And I was like, ah, oh, great. Like again, like just getting healed to where I could start to do stuff. And then that happens again. Um, I wasn't like, I was boned, but I wasn't super bummed. I was like, oh, it's just another surgery. Like we'll get back to where I was. And I got surgery, um, January 25th of this year. Um, I was planning on, um, moving to Idaho cause that's where they were moving for their company. Uh, cause they wanted to expand. And so I was planning on that. Um, doctors told me it'd only be 14 days till I could get back to working. Cause they thought it was just my ACL. Then when they got in there, um, on crutches for a month and a half, um, couldn't work for three months, manual labor. And I was just devastated. I was like, are you kidding me? Like I'm going to lose my job because I can't work for that long. And, um, I was still planning on going up there. And then I was just sitting there, um, in my room one day and it just hit me hard. Like, so I guess I should have explained my story a little bit better. While I was working for my dad, I was always thinking of, um, starting my own business after that. Um, even, days I'd be working with and they'd be going great. And I was like, I shouldn't be doing like, there's something different I need to be doing. I haven't found it yet, but I need to do it. And then I have always loved tractors. Like I started driving a skid loader when I was six years old, five or six, ran the tires off that. And, um, kind of asked my dad, like, Hey, do you think this is a good idea? Like, could I make money at it? And I was just going to like grade people's driveways, just simple skid loader stuff, um, that I could do on the side. And he's like, no, there's really not any money in it. Like, uh, then I just kind of pushed that off to the side and just thought of different businesses I could start. But I knew the one I, I'd really be, I thought I'd be super happy if I did excavating. And then I looked up all these other businesses you could start. Cause I just want to do my own thing. But then I ended up doing the timber stuff. And then, um, as I got my surgery, I was like, well, I'm out for that long. I wanted to go to Idaho, but I never felt right about it. And I was like, I'm going to start excavating. And that was like a week after, um, my surgery. It's like, I'm not going to go back and work for them. I'm going to start my own thing and, um, do that. And then, so I just started. So um, when did you tell them you weren't going? Um, so I was out for the month and I made the decision like then that I was like, I think I'm going to, I wasn't for sure. I told myself I was going to, but then I was like, I don't know, really know if it's possible. Like just, I'm an 18 year old or yeah, 19 year old kid. Like, how's this going to work? Like, so, um, after I told them I couldn't go back to work for a month and then it got longer. And then like, um, three weeks after my surgery, I told them that I, the doctor said it wasn't a good idea for me to work for about three months. 
So he's like, no, you're good. Just take your time. Like, um, if you needed to get a different job, do that. And then when you're ready, come back. And so I was deciding on that. And then after that, um, I think I was uh, a month and a half after my girlfriend broke up with me. Um, and then after that, I was just like done working for him. Just told him that it wasn't going to work. And then that's when everything started. Cause I was like, no other plan. I don't really want to work for somebody else. So I was, um, yeah, I started that, but I did go and work at Carrie's again. Um, kept a good relationship with them. Worked there for two months cause I was still, um, recovering from my surgery and doctors Phil, my physical therapist said no manual labor for three months cause it was a retear. So I was working there and then I started doing, um, side jobs on the side while I was at Carrie's. And then I got a, um, for back then it was a big project and I'd make enough money in a week that it'd take me like five months there. So, um, I told them that I was going to put in my two weeks and start this and they were super supportive. Um, and then yeah, after that, just hit the ground running with two feet and haven't looked back. So when was that? Three and a half months ago. So three and a half months ago, you started your own business. Yeah. And I did. So I mean, I'm horrible at this. Um, but so I was still on crutches. I hobbled over to Casey's house, drove my car, hobbled over to Casey's house. And, um, I was like, Hey, I want to talk to you. I didn't tell him what it was for, but I was like, I want to talk to you. And I was like, what do you think about this idea? I want to start my own business. Um, like, should I go work for somebody? Should I do this or this and that? And just kept asking her. I was just kind of not like looking for somebody to help me get started, but like kind of tell me that I could. And I kept asking him and he kept saying, well, do this, this, that. And then I, um, just kept asking him. He's like, I'm done talking to you until you start. He's like, there's no further information. He's like, you gotta get started and then we can start talking. So then that night I went home. That sounds like Casey. Yeah, no, that's totally Casey. That night I went home and I made a, on a piece of printer paper, um, wrote down all the steps it'd take for me to get my business started and then did that. And then, um, yeah. And then always just kept super close with Casey. So he's kind of the shoot aim think guy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's super. And he, I was like, well, anything I, he's like, just do it. He's like, who cares if you fail, you fail, like just do it. And that's really, you know, as you talk, I think back to when you were a freshman and the kids called you fat, you didn't need Casey. No. In your head, didn't even need your dad. Your dad was there to support yeah. you. But fast forward to this moment. And I don't know. I think it was just because it was a, like, I'm a young kid starting a business. Like. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I, th- I don't know. Now looking back, I think I just wanted that, like, someone to tell me to do it. But then in the long run, it really just took me. He never told me to do it. He's like, it's a good idea, but you have to get started to come talk to me. Preston's over here shaking his head in in just agreement. He's just going, yep. But when you you believe 100% certainty, this will happen. This is the result I'm going to get Mm -hmm. with 100% certainty. I look back at when you were 15. I saw it in your eyes when we were sitting here. Yeah. There's no stopping you. Yeah. Now you get to look for where else do you get that fire? What's your purpose? What are you creating? What are you doing? What are you building? What do you, you know, you're bringing other people's visions to life and what you do, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you find fun. Is it hard to get out of bed today? No, it's, I go to the gym at four, get going, get into the gym at 445 sucks. Yeah. But you're here. Embrace the suck. Yeah. Yeah. But it, 
pushes you as a person, makes you grow. And a month, I won't even think it's hard. I'll just hear the alarm, get up and go. So it doesn't I, mean you're not going to have challenges, you no. know? Um, yeah. Anytime you've got goals and visions and dreams, it's like, eh, there's going to be a challenge right yeah. ahead of you. And, and it's because you're, you're it, just like when you're talking about being a skier, right? It's like, you're good and you can get out over those skis, but you get too far out over those skis and what happens? You have hiccups. Yeah. You know, and you might get the, the tumble down the mountain because you're too far over your skis. You yeah. know, I, I just started mountain biking this year and it was a goal and a, a plan of mine to start mountain biking, you know, following in JJ's footsteps, of the, <laughs> you know, mountain biker. And, and, you know, and I got a little bit cocky on my mountain bike. I'll have, you know, JJ over the weekend and, and Saturday I did take my first dive off oh. my bike, which was awesome. A little bit of the pride and ego left out there in the bushes <laughs> you go, go over the bars. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of that, but, uh, oh. you know, it's just like that though, right? Get up, you know, a few bumps, bruises, scratches and, and, and go. But, you know, the one thing that I wanted to share with you is if you're surrounding yourself with the right people, you can share all of it. You can share the whole journey and you're still going to have people that are like, you got this right. And you know, those people that it's like, yeah, I just don't talk to him about things. And, and you'll figure that out pretty quick. Yeah. And Dallin, my other super good friend, um, he, helped me get started too. And I've called him on days and I'm like, this is stupid. Why am I doing this? Like when I first started and he was just there, like, buddy, just keep going. Like you're going to have bad days, but just get through them. And super thankful for that too. And we'll have to go mountain biking too. I mountain bike. Nice. Yeah. Do you have an electric bike? No, I have a assist like the small. No, no I, w- I wish full blown. Yeah. You see. went, you went over the handlebars on your electric bike. Well, mine doesn't power itself. Okay. <laughs> mine is not a self powered electric. It's a bike. CR 450. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, my mine you have to pedal. It does not forgive you. It's not going to go somewhere. You're not committed to going. You have to go for it, but you know, against JJ's better, you know, yeah, he, he's like, you can't get one of those. Well, I did, but, uh, no, and, and, and thinking about moving forward, because I'm, I'm just sitting here listening to you, and I see so much of myself in you, and I, I'm thinking about, you know, 20 years old, and you're like, yeah, I don't need a girlfriend, I'm dating right now, I'm dating my business right now, and I'm focusing on, you know, nurturing that business and, and building those relationships so that people are your biggest salespeople, right? It's all, you're doing the right things, but we're, what, what's... JG loves to enter, you know, end with this. And so I'm going to steal his thunder and, and, and Jeff's going to, you know, counsel you on this, but what's the next five years look like? Where do you see yourself going? What are you creating? What are you building? What can we expect to see from you? Um, next five, just keep building my business. Um, oh man, I should have thought about this a little bit more. Um, just You're keep, supposed to know all these things, right? Yes, now. I know. <laughs> um, keep building my business. Um, maybe, find a girlfriend. Um, but my main thing right now is just my business. I just want to keep growing it. Um, yeah, so ladies, uh, Carson's a stud. Yes. All right. He, he's, 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 you know, when he says he's healthy today, I mean, he's, he's healthy. I, right? he's been in the gym. Yeah. All right. He's a stud. He's got his own business. His phone number is 801. <laughs> I, I try to date and nobody wants to go. Oh, there's 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're going for ice I'm cream. I'm going to go get my wallet. <laughs> um, but yeah, next five years, um, just keep building my business, um, build those relationships, uh, build more, um, friends, um, 
and just keep living every day, um, live life with no regrets. That's my main thing. That's the thing that I really want to push for, um, and set a goal is live every day. Um, and don't have any regrets. So that's awesome. How about giving back? How are you going to, uh, I, I love helping people like, um, one of my neighbors, single mom, I try to mow her lawn every week. There's 40 bucks. 40 bucks. Um, anytime I can help burgers, Mesa, we'll go to burgers. Oh, did I say try? Oh. There's 60. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'll give him that one. That one's a pass. Um, I help every opportunity I get, help people out, um, mow their lawns, open the door for them. I just love, makes me feel good when I help somebody out, else out and see them smile. So Nice. Well, it's been a pleasure it. having you on tonight. Sorry for all the T words. Yeah, any other advice for people out there listening? Yeah, if you could give one piece of advice right now to the listener, something that just continues to be a little bit of your mantra, what would it be? Don't let your self-doubts self destroy your dreams. There you have it. Cool. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Make sure you follow us at Building Utah Youth on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and check out our website, buildingutahyouth.org. Thanks for joining the Empowering Youth Podcast. Respect, integrity, passion, personal power, leadership, enthusiasm. This has been the Empowering Youth Podcast from Building Utah Youth. To become part of the 3%, visit Building Utah Youth on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or on our website at buildingutahyouth.org.